Oh my god. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to fucking Brave. I have to quite the hiatus. Yeah. Fucking Brave, the podcast. I've actually already been warned by Michaela to be quiet with my ice cubes, so you'll probably hear them, but... Yeah, I have ice cubes, too, in um, her defense. We will We will probably cover this summer at some point, but right now... Um, what are you drinking, Mika? I am drinking a cocktail made with a cranberry drink that's expired from Trader Joe's from last winter and vodka. <laughs> There's also some lime in it. Yeah. I have the same thing. They're pretty yummy. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. What are we what are we talking about today? Um I forgot what we were gonna call it. On friendship. <laughs> yeah, on friendship. But not just like on having friends, more on, on friendship in relationship to like being in a relationship. Like on your partner's friends. Yeah, but also our individual friends. It's I both guess that's true. Yeah. Um, we've just had some, after spending so much time apart this summer, if you aren't in the know, we spent three and a half months apart this summer, which is the dumbest idea ever, and we're never doing it again. And what has happened from that is that we have both naturally deepened and developed relationships with people. And it's just been really front of mind, I feel like, since you got home a month ago. It's just, it's, it's just been a really interesting thing to navigate and a curious thing to kind of watch, like your friends versus my friends versus like the relationships that you have built over the summer. Well, and I think something I just want to add there is not only are we talking about like the, the relationships that we strengthen being apart, but I would also add to that, that you built a community here. I did. That was wild. Which I feel like is different than just having a friend. You know, it's a yeah. community. It's a group of people. Well, and I, I I, had to out of necessity. And we should talk about community at some point. We should write that down as a, like... Um, but I had to. I was I was alone. Just me and Link. And it, for those of you who have met me, I'm a consummate extrovert. Also, Link and I were really sick twice this summer. And really had to rely on people to help take care of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we wrote down some categories of different kinds of friends. We are organized for probably the first time ever doing this podcast. I think we're both so excited. Yeah, we are excited. But we were going to start talking about mutual friends. Like as a couple, friends that we have together. I think it's really interesting because... While there are some friends that we've made together, like Dorothy and Janine mm-hmm. and Edith. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to name drop? I'm fine name dropping. I love you guys. Okay, cool. In love. <laughs> um, there are also mutual friends that have come from one or the other of us. Having a friendship like prior to the relationship. Right, I think about Nick. Mm-hmm. Is one of those people that, like, is... Well, and you weren't even really that close of friends with him, but he was, like, your acquaintance. Yeah. And then he became... Our our friend. friend. Yeah. Very sweetly. Mm -hmm. So there are those transitions that happen, and I have friends from the summer that you knew. I mean, they were... You introduced them to me. Yep. 
-hmm. And then they became my lifeline over the summer. They were your babysitters. I asked them to babysit you and they did their job damn well. They did. They fed me all summer. We kited together all summer. It was it was magical. I think if you ask them, they think that the relationship went in the reverse. <laughs> um, because they learned to kite this summer, which was really sweet. But yeah, I think it's just been it's been interesting because sometimes there's there's catch up to play when it's a friend brought in from one person or the other and becomes a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. You feel a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even almost add to that category that just kind of an interesting twist on a mutual friend, um, Zach, actually. Because mm-hmm. he was like a mutual friend that then I spent a lot of time with this summer and he's come back closer to to you to me but then, but then also, also therefore to us yeah i mean he's been over at our house and wants to or for dinner that was a huge transition that happened this summer as people started to come over to our house mm-hmm. which has just been wild we never had had people over here not because we didn't want people we just didn't yeah but i started having people over because i got i got lonely yeah other category of friends then is kind of the more individual friends, like people who are your friend or my friend. And it's not that like, we've divided these also into the three categories within individual individual friends. And the first one would be our intimate friends. Mm -hmm. And these are the people that we each individually love, like, whoa. I I might love my number one individual intimate friend more than I love you. <laughs> oh no, I would believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean that's why I called and I I I, I told him I was going to ask you to marry me. Yeah, he's the only person that you had to get approval from. I didn't want. I didn't have to get his approval. I just well, I wanted him in on the loop, and yeah, I just to be I, included. I was I was nervous. And it was a gut check for me. And it was actually the first time that I think I've talked to him one-on-one on my own. Mm, like on the phone? Sure. Yeah, like yeah. I called him and chatted with him. Yeah. And it was sweet. Well, I think it, what's interesting about at least the person we're talking about right now, like he is my very intimate and individual friend, and he has kind of become more part of the family. Like there is an element of mutual friendship there. But he's very much mine. Okay, so that's something really curious that I hadn't considered, is I feel like mutual friendships, the friendship is almost on the same level yeah. between you and I. I think that that's what I would consider mutual friends. It's like where you and I have a similar level of friendship with these people. Sure, your friendship with Zach is a little bit more intimate than my friendship with Sarah, but they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty close. Even, yeah. But then there's... There's... Your bestie, who I, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna be that close with him. No, yeah, he'll always be yours, be mine. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's really important, and I think that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about is this importance of like, I really value your relationship with him, just as I really value your relationship with your intimate friends. Yeah, that are your individual intimate people. <laughs> This is going to sound terrible, but, um, you are like the most indecisive person on the face of the planet. And 
you know that and I love you but when when I like can't anymore with your trying to make decisions I'm so grateful you have your other people that I can be like would you how about if you phone a friend <laughs> and you're like that's a great idea and I'm just so grateful <laughs> that there's other people to take the love <laughs> Is that terrible? No, I think that's, but I think, I guess that, like, what I want to say about this category of friends, and and I think one of the reasons it came up in conversation with us is that I, I know of other couples that really struggle with their significant other having intimate friendships with other people, whether it be like same sex or opposite sex or whatever typically speaking i'm talking about a heterosexual couple where like let's say the woman has an issue with the man having an intimate relationship with another woman um which you've actually encountered with your best friend because it as you have caught on dear listener um it's he yeah my my dearest best friend is a man and pretty much when he goes into relationships he has to like warn his significant other that he has a person in his life that is very intimate and close and also is not a threat. And I think that's hard and I understand why that's hard. And we'll, we'll get into that. I think a little bit more in some of the other categories, but, but I guess like, I, I really think that it, that like, it's important to give your partner that freedom to develop intimate relationships. And and when we say intimate, we don't mean physically intimate, right? We we mean intimate in the sense of like emotional mentally intimate. and emotional, mm-hmm. yeah, intimacy. And I don't see that as a threat. Actually, I see that as as exactly where you say like, you know, I'm indecisive, and you're like phone a friend, and I'm like, great, I have somebody else I can call who knows me really well who I can have that conversation with. And in a lot of ways, I feel like it takes a, a burden off of you, and it allows us to have a better relationship. Yeah, also, like, they just have a different perspective because they've known you so long. And what's really interesting, I think, about one of my most intimate friendships right now is that it's one that has developed since you and I have been together. It's definitely been one that's developed. But is an old friend. Is an old friend, yeah. Is an old friend, but has become close since our relationship. Very close. Yeah. Fucking lost without him. Yeah, also a him. Also a him. Yeah. Which is really interesting being gay ladies. We both like deeply, deeply, deeply love some men. I guess, I guess one (laughs) of the, yeah, that is interesting. I guess one of the things I want to also touch on here being in, in a, you know, a, a lesbian relationship. Like, how do you feel about... I have a few female friends that I feel like I would put in that intimate category, as I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and how, how, do, how do you feel about that? Like, does it feel different? Like, is there any jealousy or... No. Yeah. Because I know who they are. And, like, I, 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 would, I would give you, like, two weeks... Of trying to live with them <laughs> before <laughs> you would come straight home. Also, I, I, I would also give you like two weeks of living with your best friend before you're like, can, can, can I please come home? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. have a lot of sweetness and ease in our day to day relationship. But I think that's also made stronger by us understanding that our other intimate relationships are not a threat 
to our relationship. Yeah, and I, I don't have this on our list somewhere, but I this would also probably fall in the category of individual friends that we talked about is we both have friends that the other person feels feels about and not the like, oh, I'm so happy that you have this loving friend that like fills your cup feels, but the like, mm, feels. Are you saying kind of those like jealousy feels? Yeah, not even so much jealousy as it's just like an initial reaction when you're, like I was talking to you about one of your friends that you sometimes, oh. it's somebody that you but that doesn't used fall. to have feelings for. Sure. No, they're not an intimate friend. Sure, I guess that's... So this would be like this other category of friends that are like your individual friends. It's not on the list. It, it's not a casual friend. It's It's been more than a casual friend. Sure, I see what you're saying. Like a friend that has maybe... There has Meant been, more in the past or there has been history that has been... It's not intimate now, but maybe was then. Or, or, ha- but, or even had a romantic history. Sure. That... that and you and I both can name people for each other. Mm-hmm. That when you are like, hey, so-and-so texted me. There's a little bit of a physical I, reaction in I, your I, body. I always have to be like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's take totally a deep okay. Breath. This is fine. You're okay. Yeah. Like. You, you have to, like, almost like your, like, fight or flight, that, like, threat signal turns on. Mm-hmm. And you almost have to, like, quiet it and just be like, take a deep breath and, and be like, this, just because it was something doesn't mean it still is something and you can have a relationship with somebody who in the past may have been a something a something a romantic involvement and is no longer and will never be and I still value those relationships for you which is why I do the hard work of like calm the fuck down Kimmy well you know I think that like if you have had a romantic relationship in romance, I, I use in a very loose way because, in particular, the person Kimmy's talking about of mine, I never had, like, a physically romantic relationship with the person. No, but you had romantic feelings. Oh, for, for sure, for sure, yeah. But I just, wanted to, I just want to, like, clarify that. And, yeah, I think if you've had that romantic relationship in the past, it, it means that there was a, a connection there and it was a relationship that meant something to you was a friendship that meant something and you know I think that there's a lot of friendships that could be romances and there was a lot of romances that never that should have just been friendships exactly that should have just been friendships right well I got some of those yeah and so I think that I I guess I, I I don't like while I have a physical reaction to some of those people for you I definitely also have to sit in this space of like that happened for a reason Mm -hmm. and whether it was whichever side of that coin it fell on whether it shouldn't have happened or it did happen like there are people that you obviously have a connection with and that's important like we we survive as humans with connection yeah yeah i i it and then Moving on in this category of individual friends, when you talk about connection, we have this category of casual friends that we came up with on our list. And when you talk about connection, I um, I am very binary in my friendships. I either love you 100% and I would step in front of a bus for you or eh, I'd take it or leave it. <laughs> and there's no in between. 
There's literally no in between, which is wild to me. Yeah, I definitely because have you a have, lot more in between. You have a lot more spectrum. And I wonder, I wonder why, but in this category of casual friends, there's these friends that like, these friends that you just kind of end up with. As like casual friends, I would call these like maybe like coworkers, people that we meet on kite beaches. I would say like maybe some of your fellow competitors could be categorized as casual friends. Um, where else do we collect casual friends? Neighbors, mm. definitely. Yeah, into casual like friends. deep to peak. Yeah, like your training program that you're doing right now. Heaps of casual friends. Mm-hmm. I guess the casual friends do run a bit of a gamut of, like, where there's, like, the neighbor versus, like, people at the kite beach that I'll talk to on a regular basis. But, yeah, it's the, 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 the divide for me between an intimate friend and a casual friend is a fucking chasm. And I don't know how you cross it. <laughs> That's really curious. Also, probably just dinner. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I find some, something to be curious about what you said about how to cross into that intimate friend it's also, like, what happens when you have an intimate friend that, like, maybe needs to cross out. Oh, yeah, no, I've had to boot people. Oh. Should we talk about that? Like, the loss of friendship? Yeah. We oh, that should be... That. No, that should just be an entire own podcast. I that mean, we can be, do no, another one after this. There should be another one <laughs> after this that we should talk about the loss of friendship. Anyways. Anyway. In individual friend category, there are also toxic friends. Yeah, that's another one we came up with. Because I feel like we sometimes end up with people in our lives that exist in our circle of friends for whatever reason, and they're a fucking drain. Or, yeah, well, and I think under toxic friends, like, one that I was thinking of was the person you got a message from. That's from, like, a past life. Right. Almost, that, like, maybe was from a point in your life where... Yeah. You collected more toxic friends and they, like, still kind of linger around. Well, and it's it's weird because it's someone that I love very deeply. Like, whoa. Have but, had romantic. Yep. Have had romantic relationships, feelings in and out of for two decades. However, is. Is absolutely toxic. toxic. Yeah. And got a message from this week. And told Michaela about it, and she was she like had a reaction, and I replied. I feel like I did a good job with my reaction. You did a great job. Let's with your clarify reaction. my reaction. <laughs> Nobody was upset about your reaction. Your reaction was totally justified, by the way. I was like, I don't know that that feels super great, but also like you need Whatever. to, you but you need to have that. Yeah. Like if I sit here and tell you to like you know, push this person out of your life, don't reply, don't talk to this person. Like, that's not healthy for our relationship. No. And and, anyways, and for our communication. So he messaged, I replied, you know, six words each. He asked how I was doing. And I deleted it. I am in such a beautiful place with so many beautiful people in my life. That I don't want those feelings or relationship or vibes anywhere near me. Wow, the vibe comment made me really sound like I live on Maui. <laughs> but, but I think that know? that's like a conscious choice that you have to make. And 
I think toxic people are really complicated. And I have had near and dear friends who I have watched go through toxic relationships, toxic friendships. I have had my own version of toxic relationships and friendships in my life. And they're complicated. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not, there's not always a shut off valve like there is with other relationships. You know, there is that. I mean, it's toxic for a reason, right? Like, and I think those can often be the hardest to navigate. Particularly when you care about the person. When you care about the toxic person? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Well, and it's hard to navigate in a relationship from the sense of, like, and just using your example, like, I care for you, and I don't want to see you have that toxicity in your life, Mm -hmm. but also, like... I can't make that choice for you. Mm-hmm. All I can do is, like, sit by and honestly support you through it. And I know that sounds funny because as a partner, I feel like I should, like, I feel like society kind of tells us, like, oh, we need to watch out for our partner and make sure they're hanging out with the right people and not yeah. hanging out with the wrong people. But but you you have to navigate that on your own. You have to be ready to let that person go. Yeah, you just have to love. You just have to love Love the person who's dealing with the toxic person. Does that make sense? Which is one of the hardest things to do is to just, like, keep your mouth shut and love the person regardless of their choices. Yeah. I didn't do that with a friend once and I lost that friendship. That should also go on the loss of friendship (laughs) podcast. We have two more categories of friends to talk about. Draining friends. And I guess this is what I've started to talk about when we're talking about toxic friends and I realize that that's... Is a different toxic, and then there's draining friends. Yeah, and we have several friends that you get around, and they are just they zap the fucking life out of you. Like they don't. There's nothing that they give. Wait, and I think I, it's hard. This, this is this is one of those moments that I would love. Like, if you have advice for us on how to deal <laughs> with draining people, we would love to hear it. Yeah. I think draining friends are hard because often they see themselves in a way of contributing. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's hard because you, like, don't want to hurt their feelings by being like, hey, actually, you don't really contribute to this friendship. <laughs> but... <laughs> Should we make little business cards? <laughs> you are... A, it could have a little... It could have, like, a little shower drain on it. You are a drain. drain. <laughs> No, I just, I, and it's hard because I think one of the things where I have a soft spot for draining friends versus say like toxic friends is I often see draining friends as people who are like going through their own hard shit. Right. Well, and that's where you and I are very empathetic, me more so than you, but (laughs) let's just, let's just be honest. I, yeah. Anyways, but there is that capacity to see that, like, people do well if they can't, and if they can't, there's a reason. And if someone who is otherwise, there's really, like, nothing wrong with them, except for, like, when you hang out with them, you just end up tired and drained, then they're just missing skills. Yeah. And and I can have compassion for that and still, like, leave you on unread <laughs> you know yeah and I think it's hard I think with draining friends there's a at least for me there's a bit more of a balance because 
like I do want to be there for them. But I also have one of my favorite sayings I've heard in the last maybe, I don't know, two years of my life is this idea of like putting your own oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And and there are moments where like I'm doing great and I have space for those friends that are draining and their things and their problems but I would say, honestly, like, recently, I've I've barely been able to put on my own oxygen mask. I feel no, like you, you, your oxygen mask is in, like, three rooms over, and you are depleted. Yeah, and I need somebody to, like, bring it to me and put it on my face right now. And so yeah. I think it's interesting, like, as, as I move through my stages of being well and unwell, I mean, really, that's what it is, yeah. like, mentally speaking... I definitely move through phases of being able to, like, help others through that or not, right? Like, I'm, like, I I have to, like, I'm sorry, but I can't continue to, like, support you through your thing because I need to figure out mine. Yeah, and you're not helping me with mine. And I think it definitely, like, it reflects in the friendship, too. I mean, I, I would say I can think of at least one person that, you know, in the last, I would say, three months over my hard time... Um, over the summer, I've kind of lost. Well, I mean, they didn't, they didn't offer you anything. And, and granted that this person, because I think we're thinking of the same one, needed a lot of support. Well, and that, it's hard when somebody, like, needs a lot of support and you're able to do that uh, 70% of the time. Well, when you're well. When you're well. When you're you well. had a fucking shit summer. Yeah, and I feel like it's also hard when you make it clear to a person who's draining that, like, you're also now having a hard time and then they can't do anything to help you, which is fine. They need to put their own oxygen mask on first, but that that's where it becomes draining. But, where it's like, I do a lot of supporting you and then, like, the 30% of the time that I need the help and support, you're not able to be there for me. Well, and I feel like that relationship in particular has always been that direction. Yeah. Supportive from you to them. Yeah. And that... When you couldn't provide that anymore, the friendship fell apart, which is pretty shit. Yeah. The last category of friends that I want to talk about is one that Michaela had never heard about until I mentioned it tonight when we were making this list. Mm, Yeah. It's got a fun name. What is it? Cactus friends. I have so many cactus friends. And they are friends that you don't have to water. They just are there all the time. Through the fucking drought. <laughs> and when you show up, they're just, like, happy to see you. And they are, like, the most beautiful, mutually loving relationships where you check in every so often and you're like, how can I support you and what you're dealing with? And, like, I hear and see you. And they're like, I also hear and see you. And, and yeah, they're... They're fantastic. I feel like there's, like, no ketchup needed. No ketchup. It, you just go zero to 60. Like, hi, how are you? What's the weather? There's no, like, what's the weather like? Or what did you yeah. have for dinner? It's I feel just like the like, details don't matter. There's. I have this friend that I have had. Oh, I'm going to cry. Aww. That I have very had sweet friend. for probably close to two decades. And it... Has, I don't know how it's managed to span it. Through the thick, through the thin. But I talked to her maybe somewhere between six to eight times a year. There's very little texting that happens. And when we talk, we talk for maybe an hour. And it's always like, hi, how are you? 
hi, how are you? Here's my shit. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of shit. Whoever says it first. And then the other person's like, here's my shit. And the other person's like, oh, that's a lot of shit. And then it's like, well, I really love you. And I really love you. And I hope you're well. And I'm excited to see where you go. And it's just like, it's one of my favorite, most beautiful friendships that I have. You should tell the person you're thinking of. I know. I I, I text her. She she will answer it. I'll get lost in her messages. It's fine. Do you have cactus friends? You do. Mm-hmm. We, when I mentioned it tonight, you came up with a name and you were like, oh, yeah, I've got one. Uh, I at least have two solid ones. Right. Like, it doesn't matter when or if you text them. They're always stoked and there. And and, and, and the stoke can be like, fuck, yeah, I'm happy to hear from you. I'm in an absolute fucking crisis. One, one of them that I am thinking of in particular, I called. Didn't even He didn't even know I was in town. And I called him because we bought way too big of a Christmas tree for my mom's house. <laughs> and it was like, hadn't, hadn't talked to him in years. Years, hadn't talked to him in years. Fucking call him up. And I'm like, hey, what are the odds you could, like, come help us, like, push this Christmas tree through the front door? And, uh, yeah, he shows up with a friend and Taco Bell in his hand and... As happy as could be that he got yeah. to spend a little time with us. No hard feelings. No, like, no. why haven't you called me? No, like, attitude. And I guess I want to yeah. be, I want to be a cactus friend. I mean, I don't, like, I want, I want my, like, day-to-day mutual friends, my day-to-day intimate friends that I talk to on a regular basis. But, like, I, at the end of the day, want to be a cactus friend. And actually, I would say that a lot of our dance community mm, are cactus, cactus friends. friends. Yeah, for sure. Like, we just showed up last week, and we're like, we're going to hang out at Oregon Wine Lab, and if you want to come and see us, and people fucking showed up. Like, not a few people yeah. to say hey. I wonder at what point, because I, I wonder how how much of, like, you need to have an intimate friend that then becomes, like, a cactus friend. Because I think you need to develop kind of a base right. before... I, I would agree with that. Like, there does have to be some intimacy, and then there's that ability to release and let people go, which takes a lot of maturity. I mean, I think about the friend I'm thinking about, and he actually has a uh, a tattoo that's of a bunch of flowers of the most important women in his life, and I have his whole shoulder. It's a passion yeah. flower. And, and that, like, and I don't talk to him. Yeah, and it doesn't matter, like, but there's still love, and there's still... He'll Sweetness fucking show and... up any day I call him. Yep. Yeah. Wow. This is sweet. I like yeah. talking about friends. I love friends. I love friends, too. We're so lucky. Yeah. That we have... We... God, we have such rich lives. Yeah. Of I, people that we adore. I will say, too, as I've gotten older, I've started to get better about focusing on the intimate friends and the healthy friendships and the cactus friends and the, mm-hmm. and releasing more and more of the toxic, toxic and draining friends, and draining friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a time thing or a maturity thing. Can't or... wait till you turn 30. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to shed heaps at 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. If you guys have thoughts and I don't know, anything to share about friendships or Mermaid Tills, we're shitty friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just any questions or... We're here for it. 
Yeah, this was just something we were thinking about tonight. I wanted to share with you all. So yeah, or if you can think of another category of friend, we I always, would be really curious to yeah. hear other categories of friends. Yeah, if we like missed one, you think? Or, yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram either at Kimmy Is or at McPilk. I've been posting more on my stories lately. Yeah, Kimmy's been crushing it with Instagram. She's doing great. That's a lie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, or on fuckingbrave.com. Mm-hmm. There's a contact us page. There is. That so. will also go to us. And Anyways, sorry this one ran a little long, loves, but. I think we just missed the podcast. We're back, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry? You're not sorry. I've met you. Yeah. Anyways, stay wild, my loves. No, I say stay wild. You forgot how to do this. Come on. Shit. Way to be fucking brave. And stay wild. (laughs)